0: Welcome to the Dairy Brothers Guardians Cast, your best podcast spot for all things Cleveland Guardians baseball. Presented by waitingfornextyear.com. Follow Matt on Twitter at DairySpeaks and Todd at TDGuardiansKU. The Dairy Brothers Guardians Cast is on the air. Second half of the season is underway, and we're underway with another edition of the Dairy Brothers Guardians cast. For WaitingForNextYear.com, the Evergreen Podcast Network, Matt with you solo today. Todd on vacation, a much-deserved break for my uh, younger brother, but here we go. On the Evergreen Podcast Network, WaitingForNextYear.com, thank you for listening and joining us as the Guardians split a four-game series with the White Sox. Should have taken three out of four. And uh, excuse the raspy voice. I had a wedding this past weekend in Nashville. And if you've ever been to Nashville or Nash Vegas, you know that when you come back on a Monday, you can't speak. Okay. There's like, it's like virtually impossible based off of everything that goes on in that city. <clears throat> I'm hoarse. It's wild, but bear with me. Um, but the Guardians split a four game series with the White Sox. We talked about it last week. This was going to be an impossible 11-game road trip coming out of the break. Four in Chicago, four in Boston, never easy to win at Fenway Park, and three at Tampa Bay, which is like a house of horrors for this Indians-er-slash-Guardians team. Yet, the ball club at least really started the second half very, very, uh, you know, out of the gate, just great on Friday night. Pounded Lucas Giolito, which we never do. And win eight to two, and you're like, "All right, this is the way to start it up. This is great." Andres Jimenez, Quan had a huge weekend, and the guys were hitting the baseball. And it was nice to see them take it out on G. Ledo for once. Then Saturday, the doubleheader. Uh, you know, McKenzie pitched well. Uh, uh, you know, you know they get to to Liam Hendricks in the late innings. The bullpen had their issues. Eli Morgan was bad. Trevor Steffen gives up a run, but the guys bounce back. Naylor, again, delivering off of Liam Hendricks. They actually get three in the top of the ninth, and then Emmanuel Classe closes the door. It was a gritty win, again, uh, uh, highlighted by Stephen Kwan with the big hit down the left field line, and just great at-bats in that day game in Chicago against the White Sox. You fast-forward to the night game Saturday night, and the team again had a late lead, but again... I keep saying again. Um, oh, yeah. We're, by, we're brought to you by the Center for Advanced Dentistry and BreakingTea.com. BreakingTea.com slash dairy. We got a new T-shirt we got to tell you about in a second. All right. So bear in mind, Saturday night, the bullpen, of course, was ga- was taxed from the day game. Eli Morgan had pitched a couple innings. Trevor Stephan had pitched a couple innings. And Class A had pitched to close out the 7-4 win. So, lo and behold, HLS uh, reared its ugly head on Saturday evening as uh, Tito Francona had to go to Brian Shaw for multiple innings. Now, did he have to? No, but that's what he did. Shaw loads the bases. It's 4-3. to We're freaking out. And uh, (laughs) he brings Nick Sandlin in to face A.J. Pollock, who kind of... uh, was a Guardians killer all weekend. And we'll talk about Shane Bieber's performance yesterday, which was abysmal. Uh, Dylan Cease looked like an ace yesterday. Shane Bieber did not. Um, and Sandlin gets, A.J. Pollock did a pretty hard hit ball on the third baseline. Ernie Clement was playing third. Tried to make a stop. Couldn't. Ball gets away. Two-run score. And the Guardians hand over a 5-4 loss on Saturday. That's a game they got to win. And they had the lead, and it was a chance to really step on LaRusse's neck, and they didn't do it. And then yesterday, Shane Bieber was just throwing batting practice. I mean, Leori Garcia, A.J. Pollock, hanging sliders, uh, Buffet, um, and then the home run later in the game to Eloy Jimenez. After the game, Francona's like, well, you know, Shane had to get ready for his wedding, so he didn't really ramp up like Quantrill and Tristan did during the break, like, Quantrill threw during the break to stay on his regular routine. So did McKenzie. Apparently, Shane and Bieber was out in L.A. getting ready for his wedding, and he and his fiance had some stuff to do in California. Bieber said, no, I worked out. But regardless, it was weird how they had set up Bieber to not pitch for 12 days because of the rain out before the All-Star break. They set him up against Cease on Sunday. And, you know, Francona kind of explained it that way, that this is just – Based on workload and everything else, this is how they were going to do it. And Shane Bieber no-showed yesterday. And we've seen way too many of these outings this year where the fastballs, you know, hit 91 maybe max, velos down. The Garcia uh, home run was a 91-mile-per-hour meatball down the middle of the play. This is Leory Garcia here taking him deep. And so that was really disappointing yesterday. Because Dylan Cease, who is like at two, and he's unreal, uh, was just carving the the Guardians up. Because that's what Dylan Cease does. Shane Bieber carved up the White Sox the last time these two teams played, and it was fantastic in that complete game shutout. And then you saw a totally different pitcher yesterday. Made absolutely no sense. And if this team's going to compete in the division, and if they're going to hang around, which we all hope they will and can, and obviously... The Guardians didn't get much help over the weekend from the uh, last place now Detroit Tigers because the uh, Cleveland finds themselves three back of the Twins. Minnesota took both games of that weekend series um, at the uh, cavernous and flat Comerica Park. But if the, if the Guardians, the guards, whatever you want to call them, if we are going to be hanging around and can make a run at this division and they're only three back and they're still above 500 and it's a young team and it's a gritty team, But Shane Bieber has to show up. There's just been too many bad outings this year. And I understand he kind of righted the ship a little bit, pitched better. It was a bad second inning and everything else. And he got through six or whatever yesterday, but not a good performance at all. So you look at the weekend and it starts off and you go, man, fantastic. Winning the first two in Chicago, all you got to do is win one more. And you take three out of four and you really put the White Sox away. And Cleveland's played, we played pretty well this year against the White Sox. But that was disappointing, to say the least. And, you know, just to be down 6-0 yesterday sucked. And you're not going to touch Dylan Cease. That guy's a beast. He just threw three sliders at one point yesterday uh, to Franmil Reyes. And you just knew, watching the at-bat, that the Franmil had no chance. None. And I know late in the game, Franmil hit his... A customary down six nothing two run shot off of I think it was Kendall Graveman. But that's another guy. And you know, you don't want to just sit here and go, oh, Shane Bieber sucks, Fran Mill sucks. That's not what I'm saying. But Fran Mill Reyes has got to start hitting and start he's gotta start getting going here. Sitting in an OPS at six twenty is not gonna get it done. It just isn't. And you're asking a lot of these rookies. Guys like, guys like Steven Kwan, a second-year guy, basically, and Andre Jimenez. You're asking a lot of these young guys. If this team is going to, like we said, stay in this thing, the franimal has to heat up. And it, it begs the question, well, we, we're coming up on the August 2nd trade deadline, would Antonetti, Chernoff, and the crew, churn and Nettie, would they pull the trigger and do something with Franmil Reyes to open up 40-man spots? That's a, a, a Todd Derry reference. Or, or because of the log jam with Oscar Gonzalez now going out on a rehab assignment and Nolan Jones being up here and Nolan had a great at bat the other day to start off that rally in the ninth inning against Liam Hendricks. So, you know, you want Jones to play, you want Oscar to play, you want Naylor to play, you gotta give it bats to Owen Miller. What does this mean for the Franimal? Would somebody take him off our hands? as a right-handed power bat. But again, you trade Franmil Reyes, then what kind of power do you really have consistently? Because he's the guy you know, usually, not this year, because he's really struggled, usually provides you a 30-home-run bat. He hasn't done it this year, but again, he's been hurt, and he's not in great shape. We'll we'll see where this goes, but he's got to heat up. Some of his at-bats are just brutal, brutal to watch. But, a split this weekend, you'll take it, but certainly disappointing based on the Saturday game. And I was texting with my cousin Steve, who watches every game, and he, he's like, I'm so pissed about Saturday night's loss still. And I said, we're going to lose games like that. But maybe the bottom line is is that if you're relying on the second game of a doubleheader, and it seems like this team has had to play so many doubleheaders with the 10 rainouts, and I think there's another what, another doubleheader coming up, um, I think, in Detroit. or There's, there's more to come. Um, but this this team's gonna gonna have to add before the deadline a bullpen arm. That's a must. Because relying on Shaw and Sandlin against a pretty decent I know they haven't hit all year and it's been disappointing, but on paper they're good. White Sox lineup. Um after you've used Eli Morning Morgan, who's not pitched well lately, I still have faith uh in the eliminator, and Trevor Stefan, who didn't get much help. I mean Trevor Steffen made a great pitch to Andrew Vaughn the other day on Saturday, and he, like, blooped one into center, and Straw got a late jump on it. So I wasn't that angry at Trevor there, and he got out of that jam that day and kept him in the game at 4-4, and then uh, the uh, Guardians got the the three runs to to win that game. But those two guys can't be taxed too much. There's got to be some additions made in the bullpen. Meantime, if anybody saw last night on ESPN, Jeff Passan, Uh, one of uh, MLB's best analysts, Cleveland native, by the way, um, made a comment on, I don't know if it was baseball tonight or the pregame show or whatever they do on Sunday nights, made a comment that Zach Plesak could be on the move, which is a bit of a surprise because right now this team is in need of a starting pitcher. I said before uh, last week to my brother on this show that I thought there was a chance that this organization was going to trade for a starting pitcher, whether it was Luis Castillo or, you know, Uh, you know, uh, uh, Martin Perez, somebody, um, you know, and it's like, well, wait a minute. We have all these starters in the minors and, and, uh, they need bullpen help and they need a couple of bats, but, you know, Jeff pass kind of thrown out there that Zach police, could be on the move. I thought was very, very interesting. I don't know what to make of Zach. I'm a Zach fan, but ERA over four, Whip a one twenty seven. When the going gets tough and things get a little dicey, he kind of he kind of turtles a bit. Um, you know, he was a part obviously of that whole Clevenger routine. Was that last year, or the year before, two years ago in Chicago during the whole COVID thing where they told the guys not to leave and they left. And you know, I like him. I, I'm a police act guy, but is his time? almost done here has he worn out his welcome would he be more suited better suited to be a bullpen guy especially with some of the young arms that are coming in this organization and the amount of starting pitching depth at least young depth that this organization has and you wonder I mean we don't even know who's pitching Tuesday night at Fenway Park all right Savali's still hurt Pilkington pitched the other day there is there is a need for a starting pitcher to come up and pitch and is that guy on the 40-man roster? Will they just blow a game and have Kirk McCarty pitch? That's possible. But would they bring up one of the young guys from either, you know, Columbus or Akron and 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 see what they can do? I'm not sure who that would be. I mean, are we bringing Xavier Curry up now? I, I don't know. Logan Allen, not the, not the bad Logan Allen, the good Logan Allen has not pitched well at Columbus. Battenfield got knocked around the other day. He's not on the forty man, so I don't know what they're going to do about Tuesday. But if you trade Zach Plesac, it'd be interesting to see what how he does tonight at Fenway Park, pitching against the Red Sox. Um, is this kind of a showcase? Are, are, are is that Guardian front office that sometimes surprises us, and they are so secretive? But Jeff Passan's pretty pretty dialed in. Are they going to pull the trigger and trade Zach Plesak? Um you know Bieber, McKenzie, and Quantrill aren't going anywhere. And Cal was uh, uh, provided a huge boost on Friday night, pitching very well. But what do they have up their sleeve? I don't know. I'd be very interested in seeing. But interesting, interesting to hear pass and make the comment um, about Zach Plesak. All right, quickly. Uh, Cleveland.com had a piece the other day about uh, Tito and his health. And the fact that he's on a one-year, you know, he's on the last year of his contract. We know this. Terry Francona, if he manages, is going to be managing here. He's not going to be managing managing anywhere else. And basically, the front office guys, Chris Antonetti and and Mike Chernoff, just say it's all prevalent on his health. And if he wants to continue to manage, we want him here. Um, Weird timing for this piece coming out of the All Star break, I guess. But look. Tito's been masterful. He's been amazing. I know there are games where we all question decision making and what's he doing in his love affair with guys like Ernie Clement and 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 veterans like Brian Shaw. But with a young team and this roster, uh, your 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 middle of the order bat, your cleanup man has done nothing. Um, you've had to move your leadoff hitter to nine, and you've had to put a rookie at the leadoff spot in Stephen Kwan. Uh, Jose Ramirez went through his little slide with the thumb and the slump. And yet they sit at 48 and 46, three games out of first place. Tito is amazing with this group when it comes to the clubhouse, um, how they play, playing the right way. There's going to be some clunkers. You know, Saturday, should Ernie have come up with that ball on the Pollock hit? Maybe. Maybe. You know. Late break by Straw on the blooper on the Saturday day game. I mean, little things. You know, there's been some defensive lapses. We've seen that. drop balls at first, Owen Miller, whatever. But regardless, um, you know, Terry Francona is right of the ship very well. And all they do is win when he manages. Who on this staff is ready to take over? Are we really handing the keys over to Sandy Alomar Jr.? Wouldn't have, shouldn't have Sandy already gotten a managing job somewhere else? Or is that the plan? And when Sandy was uh, interim manager, and acting manager, when Tito was out a while back, it, it wasn't pretty. They did not play good baseball. So be careful what you wish for. By the way, uh, if you go to breakingt.com/slash/derry slash dairy, D-E-R-Y, you will see the latest shirt, beautiful red T-shirt, in Tito we trust. A Terry Francona T-shirt is out. Also the Andres Jimenez blue night-night T-shirt, Get all of that at BreakingTea.com. Just go to BreakingTea, the letter T, breakingtcom slash dairy. That'll take you right to the Cleveland collection. You get all the Guardian stuff you want. The Jose Ramirez shirts are out. They're there. They're awesome. Uh, Cav stuff, Brown stuff, whatever you want. If you're a big Miles Garrett guy, get the Miles Garrett Flash for Six T-shirt or the Sack Reaper shirt. We're getting, I think they're opening up training camp this week. Oh, yeah, baby. Browns football, let's go. Cleveland Collection, BreakingT.com slash dairy. That's D-E-R-Y. Get there today. All right. Abbreviated version of the pod. Todd's on vacation. I have no voice. Um, trade deadline next week. A lot going on. Team is fighting. They're battling. They're gritty. Yesterday sucked. I went over that. Um, oh, Oscar Gonzalez, by the way, is rehabbing and should be back soon. What does that mean for Fran Reyes? What does that mean for this roster? Who's going to go when Oscar Gonzalez comes back? You said Nolan Jones down? Nolan Jones has been pretty good. Love that at bat against Liam Hendricks the other day to start off that rally with a little double down the line. you got to give him an opportunity. Something's going on. We just don't know. Seriously. As far as pitching matchups for this weekend... Or for this week. Four in Boston. So tonight, Zach Plesak against Nick Pavetta. Tomorrow night, I don't know what they're doing. All right? Unannounced. Who are they bringing up? Is it going to be a throwaway game with Kirk McCarty? Or are they going to use somebody, uh, one of the young guys? Remember, I think it was, was it Plesak who made his debut at Fenway? Who was that? Or maybe it was uh, Savali. One of the young guys years back made his debut at Fenway Park. Um, might have been police sack. police sack. Pavetta tonight. Tomorrow, unannounced against Josh Winkowski, who's back from COVID. Wednesday, Cal Quantrill against Nathan Ivaldi, and then Thursday, Tristan McKenzie against Cutter Crawford. Now, the Red Sox have been a, a dumpster fire over the last um, week. They've lost five in a row. They gave up 28 runs on Saturday, the Blue J- or Friday to the Blue Jays. Did anybody see that? It was 28 to six. At home, they got destroyed. Outscored like 40-10 to this weekend and swept by the Blue Jays. Rafael Devers is hurt. Trevor Story is hurt. J.D. Martinez is hurt. Um, So they're banged up. So the Guardians are catching the Red Sox at the right time. I don't know if you're a believer in, oh, my gosh, they keep losing games. This sucks. They're going to turn it around. Or let's step on their necks. They're really playing poorly. Well, We're going to find out this week. Never easy to win at Fenway, but, yeah, they're limping in. Losers of five in a row, and now back to five hundred. Uh, so then, uh, over the weekend, uh, night game on Friday night against Tampa Bay at the Rays. Shane Bieber, hopefully bouncing back against the lefty Jeffrey Springs on Saturday. How about this? Zach, please against Corey Kluber. That's right, the Klubot against his former team. That'll be fun. Saturday afternoon at one ten. Um, Kluber for Tampa this year. I haven't, t- you know, I haven't watched a ton of the Rays. Era a 373, Whipple 112. Doesn't have the VLO anymore, but we, we all know Corey Kluber knows what he's doing when he's out there. And then Sunday, again, open spot. We don't know who would pitch. Maybe Pilkington is a possibility. Or whoever pitches on Tuesday uh, against Shane McClanahan, who of course was the American League All-Star starter. So two lefties over the weekend, which means you're going to see plenty. Of Uncle Ern, baby Ernie Clement, at some point I'm sure, <laughs> in in that lineup. All right, so this is the uh, Dairy Brothers Guardians. Cats are brought to you by the Center for Advanced Dentistry, Dr. Ben Hornstein and Company, CFAD.net, and also Breaking Tea T-shirts at Breaking Tea.com/slash Dairy Guardians at 48 and 46 should have won three out of four this weekend. Split with the White Sox, catching the Red Sox. I mean, not having Rafael Devers, who's out uh well, i think it was a um a hand injury it is huge it's a huge loss to that boston lineup so we'll see if the guardians can you know win a couple of games at fenway and bounce back after a yesterday's disaster and then the a miscarriage of justice saturday that's a gorilla monsoon term for those former wwe fans um in the shaw sandlin uh debacle saturday night all right, so thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. Thanks to our friends at Waiting for Next Year in the Evergreen Podcast Network. Todd will be back next week right here on the Dairy Bros. Guardians cast. The Korean War has sadly been known as the Forgotten War, but half a century earlier, the United States was locked in a bloody conflict in Asia that's been all but erased from the history books. Hi, I'm Alex Hasty, the host of Ohio vs. the World